Hey, Pete. Hey, man. Are you listening to the words I'm saying right now? No. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudionetwork.com. For now. For now. For now. Whoosh. Right, yeah. okay. See, secrets. Secrets okay. abound. All right. Uh, you can just Google Open Studio jazz mm-hmm. lessons. That's you know. right. That's right. Uh, you can Google You'll Hear It. You can find yeah. us that way, too. You could just Google Google Man. and support the Google. Go to google.com. <laughs> And, and search Google. <laughs> uh, so what do we got today? What are we uh, talking about? I think we were talking, you know what? You told me 20 seconds ago and I totally forgot already. So refresh us. Lyrics. Buddy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, lyrics. come on, man. <laughs> we got a, we got a speak pipe. Actually this week, five speak pipes. Oh, come on now. That's right. So this is a speak pipe from Burke. Hey, Peter and Adam. Uh, my name is Burke in Graphia. I'm a songwriter who spends a lot of time perfecting lyrics and conveying emotion not only with music, but the combination of music with words. I've worked with some musicians who really listen to what's being said through the lyrics before they play a single note, but some players pay no attention to the song, only the changes. For example, take a tune like Days of Wine and Roses, which is a very sad song. I sometimes hear bands play this at a very happy, up-tempo swing, and it ruins the song for me. Without understanding lyrics, the tune's just a sterile, mathematical set of chord changes. Who, in your opinion, are the best players when it comes to really connecting their playing with the emotional content of the lyrics? Thanks again for your podcast. I really enjoy it. Okay, somebody that comes to mind is Ella Fitzgerald. She really is a great player that connects the... She I guess really not, connected to the lyrics. Yeah. Nancy talking, Wilson. Nancy was good. Sarah Vaughn. Yeah, I suppose he's talking about instrumentalists. I mean, you yeah. could say someone like Keith Jarrett, but I think of Keith Jarrett's version of Days of Wine and Roses. It's very, very happy. Uh, very happy. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that because I don't think that, that necessarily... I wouldn't agree that that denotes somebody that doesn't un- know or understand the lyrics because... It, just because you know the lyrics, it doesn't mean, and they are sad, the days of wine totally. and roses. Totally, yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to play the tune in that way. They're they're sentimental. They're yeah. I, like I don't know if they're I don't know. See, this is the thing, right? Yeah. How literal do we have to be? Well, uh, and and if I take the information that the music of Days and Wine and Roses provides me, yeah, that does not give me a feeling of sadness. Exactly. You know what I mean? And um, I hear what he's saying about, and it's a great point about understanding the lyric but yep. and and i try like especially if you're playing with a singer like you have to tell the story of the song right right well and i think that that's kind of the point is that it's okay to play different we 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 by necessity should play differently when we're playing with the actual lyrics and we're not there that's an adjustment we make just like if you have a drummer yeah and you don't have a drummer or, or what the instrumentation is that's a major part of kind of our strategies to doing it. So I don't, I, you know, we, we, we can and we will talk about ways to navigate that. But I think to to pretend like we're going to play a song exactly the same when we're hearing the lyrics, the, when the listener's hearing the lyrics, rather, as when we when we don't, I don't think is accurate, is, is helpful. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it's it's hard, too, to think about it. Like, do I do? Should you learn the lyrics to every single song that you do from the Great American Songbook? That's, yes, that's a. I guess you should. Ideally, but ideally, but that's a big task, though. Do I know every lyric? No, to all the songs I, I play. I try to get a general. I mean, I definitely read lyrics and I try to understand yeah. what the song's about before I approach any song. Yeah, um, and I think certain songs um, and certain types of songs lend themselves 
to uh, you being able to glean more information about how to play them. For sure. Like I'm thinking like, you know, a task, a task. I mean, if you know the lyrics, I mean, it's, it's light. It's very lighthearted. Um, and I don't think that there's some sort of great depth, even if you know the lyrics right. that you're going to be able to bring to playing that. Whereas something like, you know, Embraceable You, I mean, like that's the way that the lyrics link up with the melody on there. It, 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 look, you could play that song great, probably never knowing the lyrics or not speaking English or whatever. Yeah. But wow, what more can you bring to that if you do know the lyrics? So I think that this is not going to be kind of an all-in-one solution. And when I hear people like, you have to learn the lyrics. I mean, of course, that's good, but it, it's not always necessary. I mean, Ooh, ideally, yes, please come in. Come no, in. no, seriously, for real. <laughs> ideally, you should learn all the lyrics and learn the verses. Learn yeah, the verse lyrics. And learn every too. tune and every key. <laughs> yeah, well, because sometimes that you know the verse, like I'm thinking about T for two, like the yeah. verse to T for two tells the whole story right. of of the song before the 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 quote unquote chorus even comes in. Yeah. But I think about Bud Powell's version of T for Two. Is that bad? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is a bit of a mathematical formula, formula but now it's its own thing. You know right. what I mean? And well, I love what you set up now. Like, if anybody, if any of our lovely listeners or haters out there has a problem with what we're saying, write into us and tell us why you think Bud Powell is sad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and that'll explain things. No, but I mean, there is a bit of a history. There is a bit of a precedent of taking what is essentially the sketch of the tune, yeah. right? The, the music of the tune, the bones of the tune, and making, making what jazz musicians have done now for decades and decades and decades, which is making their own statement out of those bones. Right. Um, you know, I don't think Bud Powell's version of T for Two is bad at all. No. Uh, and, and it doesn't convey the romanticism of the actual lyric. No. Uh, you know, I mean, if that was the case, Blossom Deary's version would be much better than Bud Powell's version. Right. Because it it's actually romantically tells this story exactly. in a cute way which is very you know t for two is a cute title even yeah but bud powell's version's killing exactly <laughs> i mean look that's always the proof we always talk about listen number one yeah and that's the proofs in the pudding and i think that we actually don't i mean it's good to know the lyrics but then even if you know them you don't want to do the thing and, and i know we've both probably encountered this in arranging sometimes you can know the lyrics too well almost or, or not know them too well but try to apply them to the arrangement too much. Perfect instance on Misty. Um, I remember coming to that point because I did an orchestra arrangement for Diane Reeves of that tune. There's that point in the lyrics, and a thousand violins began to play. You know, I was about to do that and write, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually, I had a really thick violins right up to that point, and it's just kind of an antidote to the lyric. I had no violins just for that Good. measure. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, it's too easy. That's too easy. That's that's It's too obvious of the lyrics, and I think that that... There's a certain mystery that, of course, when we play a song yeah. without the lyrics, you're already taking that element away. So there is a, a you know, playfulness or something. There, there's different ways to deal with that. So just because you know them doesn't mean you have to apply them in the most obvious ways, i.e. play a sad lyric song in a sad way. And, it, and, and I mean, look, our, our music, jazz, is so much based upon the blues. Like, we know that's the foundation and the roots of this music, a big part of it. And the blues is the ultimate like dichotomy of like major and minor, happy and sad. Like you cannot say like all blues are sad, really, or all blues are ma major, minor. You know, no. so it's like that element and the, that kind of juxtaposition. I think is 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 important. Yeah, and I, you know what, and and Burke, I don't think we're saying here. All, you know, you don't have to learn the lyrics or don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I think you, I think as a rule, especially if it's something you're going to perform to make part of your own to record. Yeah really understand as much as you can about the song you're about to perform. Yeah. For sure, because it's only going to make you understand. But I don't think there should be a hard and fast... Like, it doesn't kill me when someone interprets a song differently than maybe the story 
even you know would suggest yeah and i think it's too it's like one of those things that um you know the goal is to you know it's 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 very much like learning tunes in all keys it's like that is so helpful you'll get so much out of that but at certain times you'll get more out of it and and it's not realistic to always do that yeah um you know it's kind of like yeah we're supposed to floss every day now and if you're gonna miss one day though don't miss yeah. the day that you eat ribs and you got all the you know there's certain days that flossing is more important than other days right and I think there's certain tunes where this is more important. Exactly. Like if someone was doing a love supreme. A love supreme. Oh, come on. A love, love That's my jam. What? I, I'm going to be happy a little pissed. Days. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Or Lush Life, you know? Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a happy way or whatever. Well, lo Love Supreme, that's that's pretty easy to learn the lyrics because you just sang the entire lyrics to Love Supreme. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, though. If you, if you totally change the vibe of something that has such a strong vibe. But yeah. a lot of these great American songbook tunes. Let's yeah. be honest here. But you know what? Even changing the, the vibe of a tune until it, 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 it's not really cool, until somebody figures out a way to do it and it sounds good. I know, man. You know, that's it, yeah, the thing. totally. But, you know, to, to the point of, of um, who? I'm sorry, I can't Burke. remember. Burke. Yeah. To Burke's point, maybe in order to know that you're going to change, you got to kind of know it. You got to so, kind of know it. Yeah. So I'm not going to uh, fault again Keith Jarrett for his version of right. Days of Wine and Roses because it's a little peppy. And I think of Keith as being a very ly lyrical for player. Sure. And there's got to be a, a general connection between lyrics. I mean, I know they mean two different things, sort of. But there is an inherent lyric, lyricism in lyrics and melody. It's never just the lyrics. Then it's just poetry or writing or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that connection with the melody that that and, and, you know, some of these songs have a stronger connection, a stronger body. They're just higher quality lyrics. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and he was asking, I think he was asking about players that we thought really was it played in a lyrical way or. Were, yeah. 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 Then Keith Jarrett, I'm thinking Bill Evans. For very sure. Very lyrical. Uh, you ever heard of a guy named Herbie Hancock? Herbie Hancock, master of the lyrics. <laughs> master of the lyrics. Brad Meldow, I think, plays to the yeah. lyrics very, very yeah. well. Yeah. We're really hitting on piano players here. I know. Well, well my first one was best, Ella Fitzgerald, that's master of the lyrics. Uh, no, but uh, I would say Ben Webster is someone that I listen to yeah. to interpret a lyric. Mm. Uh, Clark Terry. Yeah. Unbelievable at in, in interpreting tunes. Into I think lyrics. Miles was. Like, you think about, like, Miles Davis, totally. My Funny Valentine. Totally. Man, you yeah. really, I mean, talk about getting the spirit of, of, of that tune and, and, yeah. and that lyric. In that regard, Cannonball. Yeah. One of my favorite interpreters. Of, of Basically all the good players. Is that what we're yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, this is, but it's part <laughs> of being a good player is to understanding the lyrics. Yeah. So, in general, yes, learn the lyrics as much as you can, but I'm not going to fault someone for taking a tune to somewhere new. Right. It's like we're, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Exactly. And and then think about how you're applying it. And then you can be confident once you know them to apply them, in, sometimes in an ironic or, or seemingly counterintuitive way. Yeah. I do like his point, though, and I think it could be reiterated, that sometimes we get, as jazz musicians, we get disconnected from some of these older yeah. great American songs that someone just says, go learn, there will never be another you. Now, that's right. not a great song. Like right. It's fine. The lyric is fine, but it's yeah. not like uh, very deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think it is important to his point that we get disconnected to that. Think about if you were to play a modern pop song yep. and you wouldn't, you know, you know, it's something that you grew up with. You would right. want to convey the spirit of that song because it's something that you know really yeah, well. Yeah, well, a modern song like, you believe me, I mean, you remind me of my Jeep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really want to convey classic. that. <laughs> <laughs> did you just drop an R. Kelly I did, anthem? Yeah. Ooh, very, <laughs> wow. I'm very anti-R. Kelly now. I just okay. put it out there, but I do remember that song, so... <laughs> Um, good. Think, yeah, thanks, Burke. Yeah, it's man. a great question. It's a great conversation to have too with uh, with each other, and and keep preaching the lyric. Thing yeah, oh, and you know what? Actually, sure. I'm realizing, and I was kind of the beneficiary of this, just because a lot of the stuff I heard 
growing up and like I learned a lot of songs from vocalists like that yeah, th- this is a way where you can kind of just learn it at the same time I was gonna and, say and it's a very organic connection aside from like the first standards I learned you yeah. know that that Jefferson's taught me a lot of standards I learned playing with great vocalists yeah and it's easy then because you know the lyrics so well you know it, exactly and you can think about reference recordings even if they're say like if you're a pianist and, or saxophone player and it's like I love Sonny Rollins version of this tune or whatever think about the reference record and by reference I mean like the one that you're going to learn it from by year you know because we we, we we try to preach staying a little bit away from going straight to the real book or the sheet music right yeah. so you're going to train your ears a little bit and you're going to learn it so maybe you've got this great version um uh, i don't know no tunes really coming to mind but it could be anything and you're like that's your version maybe think about a really good vocal version of that and learn it from that even if it's like oh i want to learn sonny rollins version because then you're going to get that lyrics organically in the flow with the melody which is where it belongs yeah it's awesome good cool all right well um I'm looking forward to this week. This is gonna be fun, man. We got a lot of All speak, speak pipes. pipes, man. It's just gonna, the beginning. We're gonna be totally like listener driven up in here. If you want to send us a speak pipe, and we encourage you to, yes, uh, you can go to youllhearit.com. You can leave us your message there. Don't sleep on the ratings and reviews either. They're very helpful Don't for sleep spreading the word. No, I, I mentioned before I tried to sleep on them under, under my mattress one time. It didn't work out as well as I was hoping. <laughs> Until tomorrow, you'll hear it.